Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on BFC Live, we connect with Sebastian St. Louis. He is the CEO of Hexo. We want to connect with him about their environmental stewardship, which they just announced, as well as the acquisitions of Redican, 48 North, and Zenibus, and what that means for them as a company and for the sector overall. Enjoy this conversation with Sebastian St. Louis, CEO of Hexo. Sebastian, thank you for being here. We are looking forward to this conversation. Jay, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, and before we even start, and I'm not doing, like I didn't run out to buy this because you were going to be on, but like this is what is, it's cold. <laughs> it's, it's generally in the fridge. I've got a couple of these lined up because uh, I think they're great. And not just because you're here, but I tell everybody that I think they're great. It's the Molo, you know, five and five. So kudos to you and the, and the trust team uh, for doing that. Thank you. Uh, uh, maybe at some point people will be able to get together and enjoy them uh, here in Ontario. But until- well, for the summer, we've got the lime version coming out, which is uh, which is exciting for the lime beer drinkers. Well, then I'm going to keep refreshing the Ontario cannabis. Still beer. only 30 calories. Perfect. See, uh, but that's not why we're talking today. Although we can continue to talk about that. But but it came across our desk that you guys are making a um, I think a really serious commitment, environmental commitment, um, that you're going to be carbon neutral by September and offset emissions of your employees. Tell me a little bit about that because we don't get these a ton yet and that's why I wanted to sort of connect. Well, we need more of them. Uh, the, basically this is coming, we're now, uh, you know, we can talk a bit about this if you want, but we've got a number of acquisitions going on. We should be the number one recreational cannabis market share leader uh, in Canada very soon. So as being a leader, I think, you know, it's that old Spider-Man thing, right? With great power comes great responsibility. So uh, we want to do our part of good. Part of that is about uh, what we can do for the environment. Started talking, thinking about externalities and how our impact and cannabis is a relatively green business. When you think about other, other things, like it's not oil and gas, but there's still carbon, right? Whenever, whenever you produce anything, you end up producing a problem for the planet. And so we started thinking, well, how can we do something today, not tomorrow? And so we partnered with uh, the Great Bear Rainforest, which basically is a meaningful, it's a million ton offset per year in the next 25 years. And this is real sequestration. I mean, this is carbon going to the root systems that actually goes into the ground. Um, And then we started to think about, well, how can we push this further than just offsetting the the emissions from hexo because it's one thing for hexo to offset its emissions but hexo has a bunch of people that work for it that have to commute to hexo they have to heat their homes right everything that everything a normal person has as part of their as part of their own carbon footprint and i started to think well how cool would it be if we as a company took responsibility for every single one of our employees emissions so what was really interesting is that it was a lot cheaper than you would think shockingly so in fact so it became quite feasible so that's what we did we offset all 1200 employees plus hexo hexo and all its staff are completely carbon neutral uh, as of september which i'm super excited about so in addition to 
in addition to the major acquisitions that you have lined up over the past several months, and we can talk about those in a second, this is also something obviously you've been working on. I want to, because uh, we've also, I mean, uh, we've talked to Adam uh, about a lot of things over the past couple of years, but is this something that you sort of started to think about and then dive really in? Because it seems to me both you and he are people that like bite onto something and then like can't let it go until you've actually uncovered it, discovered it, sort of dove deep. There's a joke like, about dogs and bumpers around there somewhere. Absolutely. There's yeah. something. Yeah. But, but I'm wondering if like, because you said like you were thinking about obviously offsetting Hexo's operations and then what? it led to like, we could do the employees and their life. Like, it sounds like you really got into it, into the details, into the weeds and actually uh, want to make a difference. I was with Adam uh, when we came up with the idea. It was a few years ago. We were on a trade mission to Israel uh, unrelated to cannabis, actually, we were there for uh, for for a real estate thing, um, and uh, we we had a, a tour during this time, and we went to a very somber place. We went to the Holocaust Museum of all places, and coming out of that, it was just it's a magnificent museum, by the way. Anyone who goes to Israel, I highly recommend you go there because it's highly impactful. And coming out of that, I was really thinking about uh, unity, the world. I was thinking about externalities and. And then, it, you know, you kind of think about all the horrible stuff that humans do to each other. And then I started to think about, okay, well, what are the bad things that maybe I'm doing inadvertently to humanity, the planet, et cetera? And then I started to think, okay, well, you have Hexo. It's this great organization. helps people feel better. We started it to help Adam's father, who was going through cancer. And uh, he, you know, it brought incredible relief in his last years. But all that has a cost. And it's not just the cost you can measure on the balance sheet. We, we as a species are boiling our planet alive. And I don't want to leave that legacy to my kids. And I don't want to leave that legacy to anybody else's kids. And I don't want to participate in that, that environmental damage. So we started to think about, well, what can we do? And then it, it came to me that uh, I, I started doing some math. And this was all napkin math on a plane. And we would refine it over the following months. It turns out, if just the top 100 companies in Canada would take responsibility for the people that work for them. So not just for their carbon, but actually the people that work for them, we would make a massive dent in this climate change thing. And then I started to dig in, okay, well, how is this really gonna be feasible? How do we dive in and, and get it started? And then the, this great bear thing was an option to, to get started. Eventually we'd like to get proactive, actually planting trees, because that's a very real way to sequester carbon, right? 25% of the root mass is underground. So carbon, of course, the tree breathes out of the air, it goes into the wood, goes into the root mass, and that stays in the ground and you never see that carbon again. So it's, uh, the, the technology exists, it's trees, it's not complicated. It's amazing, the technology. So, so that, those top 100 companies in Canada, if, if we did that, uh, you would plant an area about the size of Saskatchewan. That's a lot of trees, but we have the space, we have the, the trees, and it turns out it costs less than $1,000 per person per year. So my reaction was kind of, okay, wait, like we're destroying this planet of ours, which is this collective richness that is incalculable because we don't want to spend a grand per year per person. I mean, what are we doing? And so... Um, I'm tired of waiting for politicians to fix it. I don't think they will. I think the election cycle is too short. And now we've finally gotten at Hexo a measure of power as the number one leader in the recreational cannabis market. And I think it aligns very well with our type of consumers. Our, our consumers are a, a lot of a younger generation, millennial, Gen Z, et cetera, uh, and even older consumers, but they care. Right, they're the the whether they were consuming cannabis in the 70s or whatever. These are typically people that consume cannabis are people that care, uh, and uh, I think we can all get behind this mission together. Still be highly profitable, 
but remove all that negative impact. And so I'm really thrilled to launch this today. And I hope that we have more cannabis companies and more large corporates in more traditional industries follow suit. It's a relatively easy program to put together. Uh, I expect uh, Trust Beverages, in fact, so you were talking about Molo, uh, to, to join us very soon in this endeavor. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping it creates kind of a snowball. So we'll be back in market with uh, advertising around it and an official challenge in the fall. I like it. I like it. Can we get to sort of the other stuff you've been up to? Because you've really shaken, I think, the sector through acquisition and really preparing for what is next in the Canadian sort of cannabis landscape and beyond, actually. Uh, you want to talk a bit about sort of how you thought about the acquisitions that, that you've made news around over the past several months from, from, I don't know if you want to start from big to small, but, but talk about what you think will be the most impactful. Well, the, by far and above, the most impactful is our acquisition of Redican, the largest privately owned licensed producer in Canada, the fastest growing licensed producer in all of Canada, 169% growth year over year. Amongst the publics, Hexo was the fastest growing last quarter. We were 94% year over year at our Q2. Uh, and then uh, only Redican was, was ahead of us. But so, so that was one part of it. So the whole thing starts from strategy. So let's talk about that for a bit. I believe that the industry will consolidate there's going to be three players that control 70% of the market share. That's just how it works everywhere uh, in, in all industries, right? It eventually economy of scale gets to three majors. And uh, when we set out to do this, this journey with Hexa, we always said we wanted to be a leader. We wanted to be top two. So then I got a very fortunate call one day from the team over at Redican. And they said, uh, hey, we'd, uh, we'd like to talk about transacting and maybe doing a deal here. And that was momentous for a couple of things. One, uh, Redican had, be had been incredibly private. They had been incredibly successful, but they had rebuked just about every single approach that any investment banker had made. Uh, I tried to get in front of them a year ago. We weren't ready. Uh, and uh, now they were calling Hexo. And they weren't calling. This wasn't a, hey, let's call every licensed producer. They were calling Hexo because they saw in us what excited us about them. They saw intellectual property. They saw a highly profitable organization that knows how to grow can quality cannabis at cost. They saw a shared vision and values and they saw a, a strategy that was very similar. We started in Quebec with a, with a very big focus there. Uh, they started in Ontario with a big, very big focus there. Our product portfolio overlapped very nicely. So there wasn't many products that were duplicated. We were number one in beverage. We were number one in hash. They were number one in pre-roll. They were number one in gel cap. Uh, and they have a phenomenal uh, reputation on their flower. So a uh, really good deal just kind of came together. And what was really exciting about that is you took who uh, were the number three and number four licensed producers overall from recreational market share, you put them together. And now, bam, you've got the number one uh, Canadian player uh, in, in Canada. It's exciting. And, and I remember... I mean, it's funny because early days, you said incredibly private, but also, you know, you'd go into the early days, uh, the first 25 stores and, you know, you'd ask for pre-rolls and the ready can, you know, the, the readies like, became like a thing that everybody wanted. It was like, it was an incredible. It's an amazing product. It's an amazing Less product. paper, high terps, great price. Uh, it's a shareable experience. It, it's uh, if you're if you're on your own, right? You don't have to burn an entire gram. You can just it's a it's a quick hit. Uh, phenomenal little product. But the gels too. I mean, they had the you know the ready the the, the the gems, and it was really 
not a, not a, it wasn't like an eye opener, but it would seem like at the time, like there were such, such limited products on shelves. It was like, this is pretty great. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think it's just limited product. I think, I mean, their engineering team is yeah. phenomenal. I mean, they, they manufacture their own gelatin. Like just to give you the granularity of how, how much these guys care about making sure they own the entire value chain. And their team of engineers have literally figured stuff out that the largest tobacco companies in the world can't right. and have not yet. So it's unbelievable engineers. Now we've paired that with Hexo, and this is a big thing that they saw in us. We have a really robust intellectual property team. And Redican has some of the best IP in the business, but it's all trade secret. It was never registered. Right. So when bringing coming to Hexo, we can start to register all that IP. We can expand our intellectual property portfolio. And then when you start to think about our US expansion strategy, our European expansion strategy, then that's what allows us to really take this worldwide. Yeah, no, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's great to watch. And again, I didn't even tell you I was gonna do this, but when I first registered as a patient, I registered with Hydropothecary because there was something that caught my eye very early on that you, and I'm not kosher, but it was registered kosher, which I just thought was a neat sort of value add and interesting uh, back in the day. Um, and so, so we're at this place now where, where to your words, you know, there's going to be, you know, three big players, like they're, they're going to be uh, everywhere. But I want to talk a bit about sort of U.S. expansion and sort of what you see happening there, because it's always sort of fits and starts, it seems like in the States, like there'll be some great news or great conversation about happening in D.C., or there'll be like big news like out of New York or New Jersey, um, but it's always fits and starts. And I guess when you think about how to prepare you and the company for what may happen on some timeline there, how are you thinking about that and readying sort of your operation to, to get there? Well, one of the things that I think people don't necessarily know about Hexo, we're already in the US and we're doing so legally. So our uh, beverages are in Colorado from the CBD side. So we extract CBD from hemp to stay in full compliance with all levels of government in the US. And we're in mass channels. So we're not just in marijuana stores. We're actually in liquor stores with their CBD products. They're selling very well. We're on all end caps. Uh, and uh, that, that's actually the brand they're selling in. So there's a pun there. Uh, <laughs> the, the brand is called Veryville. Um, and uh, it, it's been a really good success so far. There's two ways we want to expand that particular partnership. So uh, there's by going to more states. So we're working very closely with Molson and the Trust USA team on, on doing that in a legal way. So that's coming soon. Uh, and then the second way, though, is about adding more partnerships. So Hexo has been uh, long at work on securing more Molsons. So more Molson type partnerships, not in the beverage space, but in functional foods, in cosmetics, in pet care. Uh, and I think as we add those partners and insert our technology there, that really gives a really nice U.S. opportunity. And that's legal today. Now, the THC side of the business, which is the fits and starts uh, piece, uh, we're not going to touch until federally legal, but we are getting prepared. And how we're getting prepared is by building that intellectual property basket, continuing to get our manufacturing ready, uh, laying the groundwork in the US for how we enter the market. And so I think that'll be tremendously exciting. Uh, we're taking products that are proven. Our beverages are north of 50% market share in Canada. Redis are the best-selling pre-roll. When you look at the combined portfolios of Redican and Hexo, uh, Zenibus and 48 North, which are the other acquisitions we've made, we are the number one group of LPs in Ontario, Alberta, BC, and Quebec. So, and that that's not going up against small competition. Like we displaced Constellation Brands, one of the best beverage companies in the world. When they made it their clear priority to go after beverage, 
and we we completely blew them out of the water, right? So we're going to do that again in the U.S. basically, and now we have uh, unbeatable technology in other categories like pre-roll. So we're very excited about that. It's exciting. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a cheerleader, but it is it is exciting to see the evolution of the of the industry here prepping for obviously sort of an expansion of the industry here, but also readying in itself, I use the word term ready, but readying itself um, for what's about to happen in the States too, even if it's fits and starts in the THC side, but on the CBD side as well, because it is, it's, it's going gangbusters and looking to expand. And then, you know, European sort of expansion as well. And I want, maybe I'll get your sense about that before I let you go back to doing the good work of what you're doing. But like thinking about not world domination, like we used to talk about, but like, you know, thinking about, especially on the CBD side, um, expanding sort of the footprint beyond North America. How do you guys think about that? Um, and maybe even a timeline for that? Well, the US is definitely our top priority. And I feel it's really important as the last major Canadian company that's not American owned that hasn't been taken out because all the others are American owned now. Uh, and and we're especially Canadian now because now we're, we're bringing in a majority uh, First Nations ownership, which is really cool. So to me, it's very important that we take this industry that was built in Canada, that we make the best of it, and that we become that we do become one of the best worldwide cannabis products companies. Uh, and how we're going to lever some of those assets, we picked up out of Zenibis uh, a narcotics license in Malta. So we're currently fully licensed. It's a GMP facility. Uh, we're GMP compliant in both our Athelville indoor uh, grow, which is a 450,000 square foot state-of-the-art grow. We're GMP compliant now and GACP in our uh, Masson Gatineau greenhouse grow. So we've gotten all those certifications. Uh, we've got product uh, going into uh, Israel from Masson at the, at the moment. Um, and the plan is essentially to ship in bulk product to uh, the European Malta Narcotics Lab and basically be able to then ship into the rest of the EU from there. Now that's one, one piece of the plan, which includes, uh, it's all medical and that includes THC. But uh, the other piece that we're actively exploring as well is how can we lever our partners like Molson Coors' distribution uh, overseas? And that's a very exciting opportunity when you consider, for example, in the UK, Molson Coors is the largest distributor of beverages, not alcohol, beverages, period. <laughs> and so when we start to put our technology and products from the trust portfolio into those markets, it should get tremendously exciting. Uh, so uh, right now, our priorities are making sure we get the integration right, that we turn EPS positive in a, in a very short amount of time, and that we expand it to the US, and Europe will flow uh, nicely after that. Well, I really appreciate the time and the work you guys are putting into my favorite Molo drink. Um, uh, so, so thank you for the time. Uh, thank you for sharing the experience. And thank you really for um, the leadership on the environmental side too, which we're, where we started. Because I think, as you said, like being a leading company requires uh, other leading um, sort of initiatives. And this is certainly one of them. So thank you for your time. Thank you for the work you're doing. We look forward to connecting with you down the road. Jay, thank you so much. That was Sebastian St. Louis, the CEO of Hexo. If you like this program, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque Mains. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.